Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life, brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. Hopefully your day is off to a good start. So far, I know mine is. Hey, it's bright and early here in the Carolinas, but the weather is supposed to be much nicer today than it has been lately. So, hey... That's a good start. Well, we got some good things to talk about here today on the show. But as always, a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. So let's kick it off today with, guess what? Some more Destiny 2 thoughts. That's right. I'm still continuing to play Destiny 2. And look, I know many of you out there that maybe aren't Destiny fans are like, why? What is he doing talking about Destiny 2? All the time. But guys, hey, yesterday was the now the third week in a row that I just happened to have the day off on the day of the new update. Because again, the game kind of resets, or the reset, I guess you can call it. It happens every Tuesday. And I was off. And yesterday, they actually had some issues where it wasn't up, like resetting at the time it was supposed to. So I was like sitting there for the first time in forever, like... Where is this reset? I need it to happen. Why are the servers still down? Please open the game up and let me experience the new content. Like, I am just absolutely loving Destiny 2 right now. And it it, it feels good. It feels good, man. I mean, that's a game that, you know, obviously a, a game in series that for me, you know, has made such an impact on my life going back to my early days of podcasting. And uh, it's been nice. The new Battleground they put into the game that that now is, of course, available. Uh, they did open that up yesterday. Uh, it's great. For those uh, longtime Destiny players, you probably remember the Vault of Glass as a raid. It was the very first raid in the original Destiny. Uh, this battleground really kind of, for me, because the Vex, the enemies that are involved in it, you're you're kind of in their area, and it just, it just gives me those vibes. Uh, but you're fighting, you know, of course, the Cabal down there too. So, so But just the area you're in is all Vex themed, so it's just... You're going through some dark tunnels, and it, and we do know the Vault of Glass is coming back at some point this season. Um, so it's just, I don't know, it's great. I had a lot of fun just kind of running through that yesterday a couple times. And um, the quest I've been talking about here for the last week or so, that the Presage quest uh, that I kept saying was like the best thing they've done in Destiny. They put out a master version of that, so it's a, a harder difficulty um, that I believe gives you the catalyst for that gun, which gives you the catalyst basically kind of unlocks another little bit of potential for it. It makes that gun a little bit stronger. Um, so I don't think I'm quite there yet to be able to run that in terms of my power level, but I'm getting close. Um, but, uh, so far having a good time, you know, was playing with some folks yesterday that I haven't played with in a long time. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of back in to destiny right now, uh, which, which is a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah. And Hey, it's a good time to jump back into destiny. Hey, new season right now. You level up pretty quickly. I actually played with a friend who, um, was never a destiny player. He played when uh, destiny two kind of became free that first time. Um, so he didn't play any of the expansions, nothing like that. And him and I jumped in and, uh, you know, he was having fun. He's a big borderlands guy. So destiny kind of, um, he, he, the, if you're a borderlands fan, it does definitely translate over to becoming a destiny fan. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know. He, he never really stuck with it for the grinding of weapons and all that stuff. Um, but I, you know, I told him, I'm like, Hey man, cause he's got game pass. I'm like, there's three expansions worth of content for you to play. Um, so if you have game pass and you've never really been a destiny player, not only do you get the base game, even though, yes, I know for some out there, some of the content from the base game now has been stripped, but you have three years worth of content out there. Um, so you get a lot with destiny too. 
um, if you uh, check it out on Game Pass because it's it's a lot to, to take in. But but it is a lot to take in. I mean, not only a lot to take in to play, but a lot just to take in because they're throwing stuff at you. And uh, you might not even know where to begin. So uh, I, I told my buddy, I'm like, dude, just hop in and just play anything you want. Like, find, find do strikes, do missions, whatever. Like, there's just so much there you're going to level up and not even ever have to worry about, um, you know, min-maxing stuff unless you really get, you know, the Destiny itch. And uh, once you get up there, then, you know, we can kind of figure out what you need to do to you know, do raids and all that stuff. But just do what makes you feel good. You know, Bungie's really kind of added so much to that game that you can do that. And it's just hop in there and have fun. Uh, but let's jump into some of the news here of the day. And yesterday we had a, uh, there was an interview uh, with uh, GQ, I think this was. And it was uh, with the Sony uh, International Entertainment's CEO, Jim Ryan. And a lot of things were coming out of this interview. The One of the major ones, definitely, is that uh, PlayStation VR 2 has been confirmed. And uh, not only just the, the headset itself, but it is going to have whole new controllers. Um, so about the headset itself, uh, Jim Ryan said that it will connect to the PS5 with a single cord to f- simplify the setup and improve the ease of use while enabling a high-fidelity visual experience. It's uh, described as a next-gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input. That is exciting because that's one of the issues now when you play with the PlayStation VR. Um, and not really that it's a problem. I mean, the fidelity, you don't need it as much. But when once you play like an Oculus or you play one of those other headsets and you really see the difference, it really shows. And, you know, in a game like, like Iron Man VR, as much fun as that game is, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have that realism, even though you do feel immersed in it because it is running at whatever, 90 frames a second or 120, whatever it is to make you not feel nauseous. Um, you're still holding those move controllers, you know, and if you've ever used the Oculus controllers, wow, it's awesome. So bringing in this high fidelity, the tracking I think is awesome. You know, when you look at something that like the um, the Vive the headset, the vibe that's out there, that uses like the little towers you kind of put around your room. So it really knows where you're moving, whether you're ducking, whether you're standing. Um, you know, the the PlayStation VR has a little bit of that um, by setting up the PlayStation camera, but it's not as accurate. Uh, I think now, you know, this is with the power of the PS5, they can actually go the route of like with the Vive and the Oculus do in terms of that tracking. Um, the controllers, I mean, the cool thing about the controller is uh, they're saying they're going to incorporate some of the key features found in the DualSense wireless controller along with the focus on great ergonomics. Um, so that's exciting. I mean, the way the DualSense controller vibrates and you can feel all those little, you know, pitter-patter of feet in like, uh, in, um, you know, the robot game and, and all of that. Like that is awesome to put that into the controller and the is just going to be great it's just going to add to that immersion and one of the things that oculus has is if you've ever seen those controllers they have like a little ring at the end of them and that ring actually tracks your thumb and your your i think it's your first two fingers so when you play some games like the one game that i played that totally blew me away and had me terrified because i'm scared of heights is uh you, you're climbing like rock climbing on the side of a, of a cliff face and you actually had to open your hand and then cl- like close it as if you're grabbing onto the wall, you know, of the of this cliff. And when you would let go, it would kind of fall down. Or like for for a shooting game that I played, you literally just you know flipping your finger like you're shooting it, you know, a gun. I mean, it's terrible to say that, but that's it tracks that, um, which is cool. And then it, you could even like move your hands, and it would see, you know, in, in some games you can hold your hand up and move your fingers, and it would see the fingers moving. Um, there's a lot I think that could be done 
with that coupled in with then the the immersion that the dual sense is going to give you in terms of the vibration on that controller um that's exciting very exciting so no word yet on when it's going to come out they said that it won't be coming in 2021 that's pretty much a guarantee so hold on to your wallets we're not going to spend any money yet on this um but uh he did say that dev kits uh are about to go out so eventually people will be you know, being able to start making stuff for this. So I'm guessing, you know, at least a year or so, maybe we'll finally get some some details on it. Um, but, you know, it could be a little bit sooner than that. Who knows? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Now, coming out of that interview as well, Jim Ryan alluded to the fact um, that Sony, well, he didn't really allude, he flat out said it, didn't say what the game was going to be, but it has since been updated. Uh, but that uh, it was a straightforward decision for Sony to now begin porting more of their first party games to PC. If you remember, Horizon Zero Dawn was the first to do so. And uh, he said that, you know, they, they think, uh, he, he, here's what he said. He goes, I think a few things changed. He said, we find ourselves now in early 2021 with our development studios and the games that they make in better shape than they've ever been in before. Particularly from the latter half of the PS4 cycle, our studios made some wonderful, great games. There's an opportunity to expose those great games to a wider audience and recognize the economics of game development, which are not always straightforward. The cost of making games goes up with each cycle, and the caliber of the IPs has improved. Also, our ease of making it available to non-console owners has grown, so it's a fairly straight decision for us to make. Um, so the, the next game coming is Days Gone. And I mean, you, you listen to that quote, he's right. I mean, the cost of games are going up. Um, essentially, your player base on the consoles isn't really getting any bigger. Sure, right now they're selling PS5s, and I mean, they're selling out like crazy if you can find one. So, I mean, that in itself is kind of slowing it down, but... You know, if your console player base is only going to expand just a little bit with every cycle, um, but the cost of games are exponentially going up, you're you're going to at some point have to find a way to make more money to continue to produce those high dollar games that you're trying to make. And it just makes sense to expand your audience. And that's what the PC crowd is going to be able to do. You know, the people that only want to play it only have a PC, now we're suddenly going to be an audience for the PlayStation games, just like they now have suddenly become an audience for the Xbox games. Um, you know, I did see a lot of the console fanboys coming out of the woodwork, and I mean, they were doing this back when Horizon uh, was announced, is just being upset and, you know, showing pictures of the, the game saying exclusively on PlayStation, it says in the corner exclusively on PlayStation, and look, I, I get it, you know, but did you really buy those games because it only said exclusive in the corner. No, you bought those games because you don't want to buy a PC. So what's the problem now with somebody who does own a PC now being able to play those games? You know, it just it's wild to me. And I mean, the this this side the other side of it is by the PC players being able to play those games, you now will get to play more games, more better games. Because I mean, Jim Ryan just flat out told us a lot of it boils down to the economics. We need more money to continue to make these big, amazing, incredible games that you know and love. So what? I don't know. It's crazy. You know, it's it's just funny for me to see that. It's uh, the console war never ends, um, never changes. Uh, you know, what was the quote from from Fallout? War never changes. I mean, here we are now. The console war never changes. We're, we're back in it um, just because a couple games aren't going to get released on PC. Um, I don't know. I think it's great. And, and you know what? There's a lot of people that maybe do own both. And would maybe buy those games again on PC because they just run better. You know, Horizon, prior to the PS5, 
the PC version was the best version of that game to play. It lo- it ran at you know incredible frame rates. wasn't you know just looked amazing. Why not you know buy it there as well if you own a PC? Um, but I think hey, I think it's cool. And you know maybe who knows? You know that you can already stream those games via play- PS Now. I'm I'm wondering. I don't know if they've done it with Horizon yet, but I wonder if they're going to allow people then to start downloading these games with PlayStation Now and kind of add that edge that Game Pass has uh, potentially to it, um, which could mean, you know, we might see a lot more PlayStation games coming to the PC than, than we really kind of initially thought. Um, also announced, uh, this wasn't in that GQ uh, article, but this is on the PlayStation side of things. There's a new PlayStation State of Play coming on February 25th. So just tomorrow, it's going to be uh, uh, this Thursday, of course, at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. They're saying it's going to roughly be about 30 minutes and uh, it's going to serve up updates and deep dives for 10 games coming to the PS4 and the PS5, along with updates on existing third-party indie titles. And uh, there's also going to be a couple of new game announcements. So a uh, little stoked, a little excited for this. This is obviously the first one since the PS5 has been out. Uh, we had that one back in, uh, what was it, August last year. Where we kind of you know, saw a lot of the, the games coming to the PS5. Um, we did get the one earlier this year uh, for uh, uh, the Destruction All-Stars, which, you know, hey, take that for what it is. Uh, that really technically was the last state of play, but uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to show. Um, hopefully, we're going to get an update on uh, Horizon 2, you know, Forbidden West. Hopefully, some God of War Ragnarok, um, you know, games we haven't seen yet. You know, I'm sure we'll get a little bit more on Ratchet and Clank, kind of a little dive into that. Um, and then who knows what else? You know, I don't know what else they'll show. I'm hoping, I mean, they kind of, when they did the Resident Evil thing, uh, who, you know, last uh, last time, uh, Capcom did that. We got a little, little demo. So maybe we'll get a little demo or something after this. Uh, all eyes are going to be on that state of play. Now, don't, you know, no PlayStation VR 2 or anything like that. Again, this is only games, not hard, hardware. Um, but, you know, we'll be covering it, of course, uh, here on the podcast. Now, it is on Thursday. Friday, we got WandaVision Friday. So we'll be talking some WandaVision, of course, on Friday. Uh, but maybe uh, maybe I'll put something out. Um, maybe Sunday, we'll, well, I can do like a deep dive or something or... Uh, of course, on Monday, we'll we'll be talking about this. Uh, and switching gears a little bit here before we wrap up the show. Uh, this is a little bit of movie news. And if you haven't seen this, this is just funny. This is great. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and who knows if one of these are going to be the title. Uh, but the three Spider-Man actors, of course, Tom Holland, Jacob Badalin, and Zendaya have been teasing uh, competing sequels for Spider-Man 3. And uh, these, these have been awesome. So Zendaya, she posted hers. And uh, it is Spider-Man Home Slice. Uh, with a picture of her, Tom Holland, and uh, Jacob all like looking at a computer. Uh, <laughs> the next one from Tom Holland was uh, uh, Spider-Man Phone Home. And I uh, kind of had them all at, like just looking up into the sky, thinking that you know maybe there was an alien up there. And then Jacob, he wrote Spider-Man Homewrecker. And uh, he said, uh, swipe for the right or swipe right for the big reveal. I kind of had a picture of all of them. Uh, looks like they're kind of like walking into uh, this home. So I don't know. Just just kind of kind of neat, you know. I know everybody's been uh, you know having fun with with this yesterday. Kind of saying like, are these all just jokes? Is one of these maybe the real one? Um, you know, if I had to, if one of these had to be it, I mean, it's definitely not home slice. Definitely not home wrecker. I think you know, phone home could potentially be the one. Um, where, you know, Spider-Man gets just, I guess, out into space or somehow into the multiverse. Um, you know, I think the if there was a Spider-Man film that took place during Infinity War, it would have been Spider-Man Phone Home. That would have been a, a great title. Um, I think it's funny that all these Spider-Man 
titles up to this point have had home in the name and you know maybe they're going to continue that on uh over in our discord uh i think it was uh slade he put over there that it sh- you know they're just missing the opportunity to be spider-man with the e and spider being the three back you know a three so essentially a backwards of e um that's classic you know who knows i mean that that's perfect when i saw that i was like yeah that's kind of it man like yeah that's that's it but of course we got to have a subtitle uh for it um but uh yeah follow those guys over there on twitter man or i was on instagram actually i think this was uh follow them over there they've been putting up some some fun things and uh you know who knows the game the movie sets come out later this year so i would assume soon we're gonna get some sort of teaser trailer and uh that kind of has me leading to believe that's what these stills are from that these are probably all pictures even though they say they're from the set i think they're also from the trailer we're gonna see uh because they all seem to be somewhat from the same scene they're all wearing the same clothes like it's all just a set you could tell this was like okay this is what you guys can release because it's going to be in the teaser so uh, I'm guessing probably very soon we're going to get that. And then maybe, you know, a little bit later this summer, we'll get the full trailer. And then, uh, of course, the movie will come out later this fall, winter, whatever time um, it is set to, to come out. So that's going to do it for me today, guys. Hope you have a good rest of your day. I'm sure, look, hey, I didn't even know what we were going to be talking about today. And then somebody just dropped the bombshells of all this uh, game news. So we'll have some good things to talk about. Remember, uh, go back, listen to uh, the guest spot from this past week with Sharif Jackson. We had so much fun talking tabletop. Uh, his just um, entry into podcasting as well as um, just his love of STEM, of science, technology, all that. Go listen to that guest spot. And this upcoming Saturday, uh, I'm going to have uh, from Gamertag Radio, Godfrey, or uh, Danny Pena is going to be on. And we talk about his history in podcasting. He's one of the first video game podcasters years ago. So I, I, it was fascinating talking to him about all that. Um, so be sure to tune into that this Saturday. It's going to be great. And of course, Friday, we're talking some WandaVision, so be on the lookout for that. As always, big thank you to Gamergoo for continuing to support the show. Gamergoo, that antiperspirant for your hands, gives you up to four hours of non-sweaty hand coverage. So if you play video games, you have sweaty hands, Gamergoo's got you covered. You can check out all the different scents over at the website, including the cinnamon, the peppermint, teakwood, the orange, and the latest, the beach breeze. And if you do are interested in purchasing any of that, be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Again, that's GamerGoo.com. Use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, have a good rest of your day, and until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.